Welcome to Gaia's Love, a podcast of brief messages to help humanity bridge the gap to the new earth. My name is Vivian Gerard. It is my delight to be a scribe for consciousness today, sharing the wisdom that flows through from source. Here we go. Episode 217. It is Wednesday. (laughs) Wednesday, I had to remember. It's Wednesday today. Um, We are sort of in a break in the rain for a little bit here as I am recording this. The sun is shining and the clouds are sort of grayish, not quite as dark as they've been. But I believe there is more rain coming for the next couple of days. So we're all just swimming through it here in this city and I'm sure in many other places. So I'm sending wishes for sunny, <laughs> sunny days and blue skies to arrive. Okay, today I arrive with a movie review. So if you have not yet watched this movie, you probably want to turn this off and wait until after you've seen the movie. It's an older one, so maybe you've already seen it. It's called Limitless by Bradley Cooper. And I, I saw it on Netflix with my son last night. I had looked at it a couple times, you know, when you're scrolling through trying to find something to watch because you're tired of HGTV and all the other shows that I talk about. And so you want something different. And I remember seeing it and mentioning it a couple times, but the reviews didn't look that great. So we just kind of moved on. And then my son, when he was bored one night, decided to watch... I guess there's a Netflix series that was created a few years ago based on that movie, which shows how old this movie must be. Anyway, he watched the series and loved it. And so last night, he and I sat down together and watched the movie, which he hadn't seen before. So I'm going to give you a little summary of the movie, and then uh, we'll explore why I feel like it's relevant at this time. So in the movie... Uh, Bradley Cooper is this derelict writer who hasn't worked in a while and is pretty much reaching bottom. And he runs into this former brother-in-law of his who has this wonder drug that he hands to him and says, you know, "Don't, don't take for granted what a gift I'm giving you. Like, this thing is amazing. It helps you clarify and become focused. It'll help you write your book. So he takes this uh, pill and... In the movie, they use colors so well. Everything's gray when he's not in this medication state, and everything's brightly colored in yellows and oranges and warm shades of gold when he is in the medicine. And so you can see when this drug is moving through his body really clearly by the way that they do the cinematography. It's quite remarkable. So he takes this drug and has absolute clarity on everything and writes his book in four hours and cleans his whole place and read, turns himself around. It's just this whole story. And and then the storyline takes him into the world of this drug, which is causing all the others who had taken it to get very sick and to die. And so he works through how to, as he calls, dose himself so that he can maintain this 
clear space of major movement of his brain cells and incredible manifestations around him in the physical world, but not go down the path of getting sick. And it's pretty gruesome. There's some really nasty parts with a lot of blood and guts and killing and because it's drugs. And so, you know, people are going to kill for this drug because it is so powerful, even though it kills people. And so it's a really well uh, thought through and written and illustrated story about the mind and how we can access this part of our mind that is typically shut off or overwhelmed perhaps and not working at its optimal level. And the way that they show it is really cool. They they just uh, have these flashbacks of different times in his life where he had watched a TV show and figured out something about how to fight or he had uh, seen a book when he was trying to date someone and that book had all this content about the legal system and so he could sit with the book and fly through it and absorb all the information in just a few minutes. And it just showed how the memory, the cells of our memory, the stored brain power holds so much information and we don't tap into that or we don't have the neurological pathways to tap into that information. And what this, what they show this drug doing is hooking all of that back up and rewiring everything so that the exact trigonometry calculation that you studied in high school that you need to know to figure out if this certain thing is going to happen in the streets as you're trying to run across traffic, you can apply all of these principles of learning in the exact minute before you need it. And so this drug is like the superpower that helps the brain really align and master itself. And then your uh, choices and your actions are so streamlined. It's like your brain is going ahead of you to see what needs to be done and, and then your body is following along with the commands. It's really interesting. It reminds me so much, my son and I were talking about this, about the movie Lucy, which you know describes the journey of what if our brain goes from being the 5 or 10% capacity being used that you know, the media describes, which I don't even know if that's accurate from other studies I've seen. How do we take that brain power all the way to 80, 90, 100%? And then what happens when we reach that level of intelligence? Is the body capable of handling that much intelligence or is it, you know, going to fall apart, dissolve? It's just <laughs> such a fascinating idea to me. And I wanted to discuss it with my son, but he wouldn't because we're going to watch the series now. And so he won't let me analyze it because he said my questions are going to be answered in the series. So I bring it here instead <laughs> to analyze it here in this space. Uh, so what I was reflecting on, first, just watch the movie because it's wickedly cool. And it's very thought-provoking and pushes the idea of our capacity of our mind to a whole new level. But what I was pondering when I was in my meditation, I was, I was comparing it to how we as infinite souls, when we're not in this human body, have that limitless knowledge. We know everything. We, we are able to 
um, I talk about this in my last book, we're able to telepathically communicate with any other soul, any other energy field, because that's the way the energy moves. It's simultaneous. It's in one place and all places at the exact same time. There is no time. They tried to illustrate this in the movie, and it was hard for the human mind to even understand what they were showing. Because, and I kept trying to talk about it with my son. I'm like, I don't understand. What's this mean? <laughs> what does that mean? They show multiple versions of the same human body doing all these different things at the same time in the room, but there's only one of him. And, you know, how does all of that happen? And so my son and I were talking about parallel timelines or, you know, it's really, <laughs> it's so fascinating. <laughs> It's so fascinating. It reminds me also of the series Flash about the superhero where he just moves so quickly that in the blink of an eye he has traveled thousands of miles or done lots of activities but because his understanding of time is relative or different we experience it as whoa he did all of this in just a breath. It's um, it's just his way of playing with time in the series Flash. So, what does that have to do with why I bring it forward now? I believe as infinite souls, we have the ability to be fully aware of everything, to understand all of what we here in humanity would call science or physicality, you know, all of the constructs that we have on Earth that create form and structure to our physical experience. We understand all of that at a soul level and and it's telepathically communicated between all souls. So there's just this one uh, communal field of knowledge and love and connection. When we decide to come into the human body and to have a physical experience on earth, I believe the agreement is that we don't bring all of that knowledge with us at the forefront of our minds. Everything is always incorporated at a soul level. We, our intuition, our soul consciousness is always connected to that field of energy that knows everything and absorbs everything. But when we're in the human body, there's an agreement that we're going to forget or shut down those neural pathways or um, <laughs> almost like take a drug to forget Right? When we decide to come into the human body, we do the reverse. We know everything and then we agree to forget everything. And so why would we do that? You know, What is the point of doing that? And what I loved about the movie, which is why I bring it into this space for conversation, what I love about the movie is when it shows it in the reverse, when it shows someone who has forgotten or not opened those neural pathways, suddenly opening them up and remembering everything. It's this magical journey for this human to see everything in his world, in his life, in this technicolor way. It's just this incredible experience of magic and bliss that the movie illustrates really well. And it's isolating, it separates him from the other humans around him because others aren't moving at that pace. They aren't able to understand and see what he can understand and see so quickly with the medication in his body. 
So he's moving at this pace that isn't sustainable, one, for his physical body, and um, isn't able to keep him connected to the people around him because it flies him forward so fast that he's like predicting everyone else's actions and lives around him because he can see every possible reality happening all at the same time. And so he's so far ahead of the communication with them that it separates him. When we choose to come into human bodies, I believe the collective agreement is we're all going to forget. We're all going to have this bubble of energy that's called earth with this atmosphere and in this space we're all going to be on a pretty level playing field mentally we're going to have the opportunity to learn we're going to have information we can access if we want to put the effort in and we want to you know use practices like meditation and mindfulness and prayer and chanting you know we can allow our minds to open up to that universal field but it's not how we arrive. And so the journey to remembering when, when we go through it can be as beautiful as what it shows in the movie, but in a sustainable way. As we open up to remembering little pieces here or there and allowing that to go into our conversations, like this podcast, when I share what I remember and what I see and what I know, it brings it forward for your consciousness to go, does that feel true? Does that match what I feel in my body? Is that a neural pathway I want to open up and explore for myself? And so the dialogue can, can spread at a community level. The expansion happens with lots of people all doing it at the same time so that we still keep those, um, those bonds or relationships we as we move along this continuum of remembering and awakening and delighting in how cool it all is we're doing it with others around us and so it's shared it's shared and when it's shared it's so much more fun you know in the movie that's really what he comes back to is he wants that partnership with this woman that he loves and how does he how does he have this life that he's building where he's going to get everything he wants if he doesn't have the person that he wants next to him so it's a really incredible exploration of the mind and its power and how it can move at a different speed than every everyone else's but also how that isolates and creates paranoia and illness and so do we do we how do we integrate this amazing complex powerful mind and what it's capable of with this human journey that is about connection and relationships and community I mean, there's so much, <laughs> there's so much to say about this movie and what it's stirring in me and how fun it is. Um, my son and I are going to watch the series not as quickly as he's already watched it. <laughs> I don't watch very much TV, so it's going to take us a while. <laughs> but it's a fun, it's a fun journey to be taking with my very intelligent 16-year-old son who <laughs> can outthink me <laughs> so quickly. <laughs> 
Yeah, so as we sit in a wormhole, because, you know, I'm going to keep bringing this up, as we sit in a wormhole over the summer of energy and time and, you know, awareness is shifting, it's no coincidence that this movie has presented itself to me and is allowing me to play again with the power of this mind-body-spirit combination and how time works here in this energy field of Earth. It's, it's fascinating. <laughs> it's fascinating. <laughs> so I encourage you, if you haven't seen the movie, watch it. Close your eyes for the gruesome parts because there are some and I had to cover my eyes. <laughs> there was one part I could not watch. It was so gross. But um, yeah, so explore the movie. See how it resonates with you. And if you have any uh, reflections or ponderings that you would like to share, I would love to hear them. You can post them in the Soulshine Tribe and we'll have some dialogue over there. All right. <laughs> onward, as Elizabeth Gilbert would say, onward. Thank you for tuning into this vibration of pure love. I invite you to join me in aligning with the optimal health of your mind-body-spirit in the virtual community of Viv's Energy Gym. You can learn more at mysouljourney.com. Let's take this message of Gaia's love out into all of our relationships and communities today. So much love from my heart to yours.